0: This is Pulse ninety five live at the International Government yeah, Communication
1: I wrote Forum. I wrote them, yeah.
2: Good morning, well, good afternoon, rather. Welcome back onto the afternoon much list that we've got at IGCF, the International Government Communication Forum. We've had a host of wonderful guests with us here in the studios. Now, first up, uh, we had uh, Timothy Amu, who was the CEO and founder of Fanbytes. Now, we've joined by very kindly Rashid Al Falahi, who is the Advisory Committee member of. Dign- storytelling. Now, looking at this profession, I am very intrigued, and I want to know what your role entails. What is dignified storytelling?
0: Um, first of all, um, allow me to uh, tell you that stories definitely move people. This is something that you do, you guys do every day, Ahmed, Rani, and Abdul Karim. This is your daily work. I sure. mean, you move people, right? Yeah. I mean, when you move people, do you know what type of hormones you stimulate in people's brains when you do so? You know, oxytocin, serotonin, so, yeah. dopamine. So there is um, a, a science behind storytelling, and when we introduced storytelling in the government, we were thinking how can government communication, because what is government communication? Mm-hmm. It's communication that drives policies, drives projects. How can I make the public understand those policies, understand those projects, and somehow personally connect to them and advocate and support the government in such projects? That's when the story comes in. Mm-hmm. Statistics and stories are powerful when they are merged together. I can sit with you now and give you facts and numbers. By the time I leave the door, you won't remember any facts <laughs> or any numbers. But if I tell you a story, the story is going to stick. It's going to stay within uh, you know, the back of your brain. Let me tell you this. In 1852, there was an author called Harriet Beach Story. What she did is that she wrote a book called Uncle Tom's Cabin. Mm -hmm. Did you know what this book did? Mm -hmm. So this book sparked the the change and the abolition of slavery, Mm -hmm. sparked the abolition of slavery from the United States of America. And when Abraham Lincoln met her, he said, oh, so you're that little lady who wrote wrote that book that caused this war. It was the best-selling book in the 19th century. Uh and." What it did is that it changed opinions. Mm -hmm. It changed what people used to think about slavery and made them abolish it. Mm -hmm. So when you use stories and you understand the science, you understand what happens to your brain when you listen to a story, Mm -hmm. you can actually do a lot of magic. It's like casting a spell on someone. You have to understand how to tell that specific story and can really get what you want if you narrate the story in a scientific manner. Mm -hmm. For instance, when you watch a movie, and if you personally connected to that person, and that's empathetic scene, do you know what your brain induces? Ex- oxytocin. Do you know why sometimes you focus? All of you are focused right now, and you're listening to me. You know what's happening in your brains right now? Dopamine. That's why you're you're, you're focusing with me. Yeah. So that's why. Imagine using this. Whenever you go for a job interview, you can land that job, right?
1: If, if, they always say if you want to get something done uh, or you want to get someone to do something for you, you just tell a long story. They'll, they'll do it anyway. But um, <laughs> l- tell us some more about this because this is very interesting. You talk about the biological aspects to it, but in, in colloquial terms, the elements of a compelling story, why are people drawn to stories? What is it? Is it the uh, is it that characters resonate with them on an emotional level? Is it the way you tell the story? What are the elements of good, compelling storytelling?
0: Of course there are elements of a good story. Yeah. I mean, uh, all the movies that we watch has this uh, uh, element called the hero's journey, right? Yeah. Starts with, uh, starts with you know, a normal static line. Suddenly something happens and then, you know, just like taken and he runs around trying to get his daughter back and he gets engaged. So, there, of course, there are elements. Mm-hmm. And people in Hollywood know know how this works and that's why they write the stories in that specific uh, matter. Mm-hmm. But, of course, people are drawn to stories. They're susceptible, susceptible to stories because... They somehow personally connect to stories. I mean, stories have been there with us more than 20,000 years ago, ever since when our LCD screens were nothing but cave walls, right? So everything that we do, even the language, how did we? How? how can we speak this language? We started this language, we invented this language. I mean, it started with narratives, and that's why we, we do what we do and we behave the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the kid that uh, cries wolf, I mean, what yeah. does it teach you? It teaches you of value, right? Yeah. So we're susceptible to stories because we somehow personally connect with them. Sometimes you hear someone's story, like, oh, I've been there, I know how this guy feels. And then you get you personally connect with them. And uh, yeah, that's why. I mean, because they personally connect. Sometimes, you know, you watch uh, uh, um, Transporter. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, Good movie. We sure, went to the gym after that mm-hmm. a while because he liked how <laughs> bucked right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you get Boyka. impacted. So yeah, yeah, it influences you. And let me mm-hmm. tell you this product placement in movies makes a revenue of $11.6 billion per year. Wow. So, that's why you end up buying that Omega watch or yeah. buying that specific, I know, that Austin you Martin after Bells. we watch the Below Seven.
1: influences you. So, yes, yeah.
0: we get personally connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, because, you know, we watch that boy movie, leave, leave the movie and be like, <laughs> I want to be James Bond you think buying an Austin Martin or make you James Bond I mean, maybe you know or maybe it's dressing all those messages up in that coming black in black yeah. suit black tie the image and, yeah I mean but yes in a nutshell in a summary stories personally connect to people and when they connect to people somehow you end up mm-hmm. doing some things you don't understand why but because it's 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 effective somehow. So,
1: Mr. Rashid, uh, can I ask you about your participation at this year's uh, International Government Communication Forum? What is it going to be like? Are we going to see any talks from you? Uh, anything in particular?
0: Yes, I'll be inshallah, and, and it's a pleasure actually uh, being here at, at the forum. I've been I haven't missed any. I've been coming here ever since <laughs> God knows when. And um, I'll be a, a panelist in a storytelling session in a okay. couple of hours from now. But also, I'll be what is it going to
1: be about? Storytelling Storytelling
2: It's yes. okay. with <laughs> al who we interviewed oh, uh, a couple perfect. of days ago It's in right. the same panel with her It's an okay. exciting time going to
1: be an exciting mm-hmm. uh, yes. session Yes so I look forward
2: to
0: actually uh, share the uh, the stage with her <laughs> and also I'll be uh, what, time,
1: what time exactly? 2:05. 2.05 2.05
0: two fifty. And tomorrow I'll be conducting a workshop about um, the growing importance of the chief storyteller within organizations mm-hmm. and I speak about importance of, uh, of of having such a role the history of storytelling what it instills, and some science behind it, some um, um, you know, some uh, uh, elements on how to tell a, b- a good story, as well as um, the techniques of, of how to engage people and how to get what you want from people by telling them a certain
1: story. I'm going to ask you a kind of a general question, since we're celebrating 10 years of the International Government Communication Forum, so we're going to do only a 10-year span of this question. Um, if I want to ask you about storytelling, uh, has the face of storytelling changed from 10 years ago until now? Uh, In particular, storytelling.
0: Actually, it didn't change much. Mm. We just understand it better now. And we, use, you know, we tell stories all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I remember a lot of uh, advertisements that I watched. Uh, you know. Uh, Cheetos, for instance, I mean, you already relate to that cheetah, right? Yeah. But what I mean is that um, we didn't know why this happens to us, why we end up buying that product, why we end up being engaged to that specific story. But now, with science, I mean, with neurological studies to the brain, you understand why your brain lights up Mm -hmm. when you start imagining a ballerina swinging, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you close your eyes now and imagine... A dog running around us here in the studio—the mm. same part of your brain that li- that lights up—is exactly what happens if a physical dog was right, was running. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, closing your eyes and imagining that you're in the Maldives works.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've but got to yeah. touch upon this aspect now, uh, especially with the world of storytelling. Now there's a huge focus on Gen Z and uh, getting them involved with quick, uh, um, you know, quick clickbaity content. Uh, and the nature of storytelling has shifted a little bit to an extent. That could be one uh, one side of the argument. How do we balance the storytelling and uh, keep r- retain the attention of the Gen Z? All
0: right. so, You know, content nowadays should be snackable, right? Yeah. At some point, when I was uh, when I was a teenager, I mean, we used to have we used to be focused. Mm-hmm. I used to like the Premier League. That's it. I wasn't watching the Italian league. I wasn't watching the French League, I wasn't watching the Spanish League, just focus. But now with the amount of information that bombards us, there is a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And you just try to disconnect. But what the story does is that it gets to you, despite the noise. Mm-hmm. We use the internet a lot, and there's a lot of noise. I mean, once you type something, they start targeting you. All those marketing agents start targeting you. So we become, we become bombarded. And what we look for is snackable, summarized, that's a story you know we can watch those one minute videos on on whatsapp that we end up thinking about for the rest of the day because of the power of the message within that story so yes gen z they distract they have a lot to to think about Um, some of them are you know job uh, you know you name it but what i mean is yes there is i mean if you open your mind and you can see the amount of information. There's politics, there's Bitcoin, there's electric cars, yeah. there's climate change, there is and there isn't. Think about it. Pandemic. Why, why is Rani interested in everything suddenly? At some point, she was just interested in something specific. Yeah. That's right. But now there's a lot of noise. And for you to get to that specific target audience, I should understand the target audience, understand what it is that they're interested in, and then tell a story that will get to them.
1: And uh, how do you tie it in as well with the overall theme of this uh, event? this forum, government communication, talk to us some more about how the United Arab Emirates government has been leveraging storytelling technique, uh, how it's moving, how things are changing, and maybe if we can improve some things in the way we're, we're, we're doing things now. This overall storytelling of, in the, of the United Arab Emirates government and their messaging.
0: You know, we're, um, Emiratis are proud people, right? Yeah. I mean, we're proud of our past. And um, we always talk about our past, our fathers. My father is an okhada. You know what's an okhada? is captain
2: of the ship. Captain of the ship.
0: And he used to travel to India, to Pakistan, to Iran, to Bahrain, to Iraq, on a ship. He started working at the age of eight. So through the stories of my father, he told us what it was like. They used, let me tell you this, it might sound disgusting, but let me tell you how tough it was um, long time ago. Everything was scarce. Food was scarce, even water. So, you know, drinking water sometimes Mosquitoes with the later eggs. And you know what happens when the eggs hatch? You can see those small things uh, moving in the water. They oh, good. Drink water with those parasites in them because there was no water. So the life was a struggle. Mm-hmm. And they used to travel the sea for days to come back with minimum wages just to, just to stay alive. So, them speaking of stories of struggle made us committed, made us want to make a change, made us what we are today, and made us the United Arab Emirates. that's we proud of hmm.
2: it's lost to uh, take back from this conversation has got us uh, uh, thinking and relating back to our past as well and, and of course the 50 years uh, anniversary coming up for our country uh, but uh, rashid uh, thank you for joining us after this, uh, this afternoon you. thank you for and being uh, we look forward to your uh, talk uh, which is in a few hours time now and of course the workshop t- uh, tomorrow afternoon
0: Yes, looking forward to you guys.
2: All right. Thank you thank very you. much. So this was our uh, wonderful guest as we're uh, concluding fast approaching uh, the business news headlines. So this stay with us, lots to discuss live from IGCF as we continue the discussions uh, with our dedicated afternoon mightiness.
0: Pulse 95 Live from the International Government Communication Forum.